Hey everybody, I'm Bill. That's Steven. Uh, he is my my very good friend. We met at Dragon Con a few years ago. Steven, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and all that. So not I mean, like your shows <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, I mean, I am from North Carolina. I'll throw that out there. All yeah, right. I'm Steven. I'm the uh, the co-founder of the Two Dorks TV Twitch channel over there at twitch.tv slash Two Dorks TV. Uh, currently, our main show that we're doing is a old classic TV retro show called Those Were the Days, where we pick an episode of old TV, watch it, and then chat about it. I do that uh, with my friends, Audie, Amy, and TV's Travis. And uh, it's good old times. Swing by there. Monday nights at 9 p.m. That's right. And I, I'm yeah. excited for the one that you got tonight because it's Knight Rider. And I love... Yes. I grew up with Knight Rider. Michael Knight was like my hero. And every once in a while, I talk to my watch, and I hope that my car will respond, but it never does. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a letdown when that happens. I know. My car is... It, yeah. I mean, the watch hears me, but my car just doesn't do anything. It just sits there and says, I'm a car, you moron. Uh, anyway, right? yeah. this is On Deck, the PC gaming podcast, and thank you all for being here uh, when the show starts. You guys are fantastic. Uh, if you didn't know, I record this over at the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nerdnest, and... We're going to talk about video games today, as we always do. Now, before we get going on this, I want to say, if you don't know, you can submit topics the way that we have a few topics that were, have come in from uh, viewers and listeners like yourselves uh, over at nerdnest.tv slash submit. And we're going to jump right in to the first topic that came in. And this one came in to us from, uh, hopefully I'm saying this right, Lucy... Giles or Giles? I want to say Giles because of like the eighties uh singer, um uh, Giles band or something. I can't I think they did centerfold or something. Here's what they had to say. They said, I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on the Steam Deck as an alternative to a traditional console set up for couch gaming. I'm not a PC gamer, but very interested in buying a Steam Deck with the primary purpose of using it docked to a TV similar to a console. It's attractive from a size and convenience perspective but perhaps less so from a performance one. So, Stephen, I got a question before we get started on that. Well, I mean, as we get started on that, have you docked your Steam Deck yet? I have. Okay. Uh, I got the JS Ox dock. Uh, okay. I've been playing with that one. Yeah. Which one? Because they got like 400 of them. Oh, the like uh, the one with the Ethernet and three USB ports and the HDMI. It's like okay. basic, but I think it's the one that had like the extra Ethernet port yeah. so I could like, hard- hardwire it to my network. Yeah. Okay. And so what, what are your I'm thoughts doing. on on the idea of you know docking your Steam Deck, sitting down and playing a game that way? Have you have you been doing that much? Yeah, I love it. Um, I played it. I haven't done any high like big AAA games on it. But I have been playing some simple 2D indie things, and I really like the experience. My Xbox controller uh, connects right up to it. Um, it's easy to kind of look around the, the screen, see everything. You know, I mean, it, it, it adjusts the resolution. Those updates, by the way, I don't know if you want to talk about them, but yes. they put in some dock updates, and that was a big upgrade. I'm happy with the dock experience more now than I was, you know, two or three weeks ago. Um, it was real laggy before but now i feel like they've they've really ironed out the kinks and i'm enjoying it i haven't done any two-player couch co-op kind of games which is the one space i think might be troublesome i don't know i haven't looked i haven't connected two controllers so um that's a really good point i hadn't even really thought about that i mean i did think about it not from a point of that might trip some things up but from the point Mm -hmm. of oh i want to play something so like um, we'll talk about it later. There's a big update as far as emulation and stuff. Uh, yeah. and, and I did like a live stream yesterday of setting up my steam deck, uh, from scratch for emulation. And, uh, my wife and I really like to play Dr. Mario. Uh, well, okay. My wife likes to just destroy me at Dr. Mario. <laughs> like if we we're playing Tetris, I could take her, but Dr. Mario, she is just amazing at that game. And so a lot of times we will fire up the Nintendo Switch with the little wireless uh, the wireless NES controllers that you can get with Nintendo Switch online, and we'll play Dr. Mario. And I was like, oh, you know what? We could probably try that with the Steam Deck because I have, like, three different Steam Deck docks, and so I, we could put that wherever, and then I could just bring it into that room, put it down. And so I went and I asked my son yesterday, I said, hey, you know that controller that I loaned you? Uh, which is this one right here, the 8-Bit Doe. Um, 
SN30 Pro Plus. Uh, I said, mm-hmm. hey, can I can I borrow that back? Because have you been using it? And he's like, no, because he's really a mouse and keyboard kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and so he he gave this back to me, and I, I, I just unplugged it. Like, it was just charging at my desk so that I can try that. I didn't think about, oh, that could cause a problem. I just thought, oh, we could try some multiplayer. So I'm going to get my wife and uh, to beat me at um, Mario, <laughs> Dr. Mario, uh, yet again. Uh, because she just is amazing at that game. And then I will report back next week about whether or not it is a problem. Um, and if you guys are in, in chat, let us know. Uh, is there a problem with playing it multiplayer? Because I, I, I know for myself, I've run into issues where on PC, like where my son and I were trying to sit next to each other and play a game, like sometimes the controllers were sending the same signal or something, and like we were both player one, and it was very frustrating uh, to do mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, but, that's the stuff I'm concerned about. Is the the like cross threading or however you want to put it? Mm-hmm. But the Bluetooth I hate anyway. So it's it's like oh Bluetooth with two controllers at the same. I don't know, uh, but it could be great. It, it could know. be yes. Uh, we will definitely let you know. Uh, all right. So what he was alluding to is we might as well talk about those changes. I don't sure. want to spend too much time on it because I definitely talked about them last week, but. Valve updated SteamOS with huge updates, which made the performance of docked mode infinitely better than it was before. Before, it was trying to upscale everything to 4K, and it was just a terrible experience. Uh, And now you can set the resolution yourself. I ended up going, what what do you set your resolution at? I just went with automatic. I literally tested it for the first time yesterday and okay. was super happy with the performance of it after just letting it automatically decide. And I have a 4K uh, TV, so it, it's, you know, the LG C2 or whatever it is. Um, but it's, it worked. It looked beautiful on there. Mm-hmm. Great. See, I had it on automatic and I had it ca- uh, hooked up to my capture card here. And I think it was running at 4K still because I felt like a little hitching. So I, mm-hmm. I lowered it down to 1080p 60. And that seemed to kind of make it nice and smooth. But what I what I didn't realize, this is really strange. I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. I've got a splitter that goes from my like my HDMI splitter. It, it goes one part goes into the capture card and then another part goes through the wall uh, through like the attic in the back over there, and it pops out behind a TV that I have on a uh, that my wife and I watch a cou- on a couch over there, and so that way I can have like my PlayStation and my Xbox uh, hooked up to my capture card here at my desk, but I can also play them over there. And the same thing with the Steam Deck. And sometimes, and I don't know what this is. Sometimes when I turn on the Steam Deck, all the colors look beautiful, like super bright, almost like HDR quality. And then sometimes when I turn it on, they look kind of washed out. And I don't know if there is something that is causing it to do one thing or the other. But like I was so yesterday I set up my emulation thing and I was scraping the ROMs in order to get all of the art. And I went downstairs to have dinner. I came back upstairs and it had like frozen or something. So I, I exited out and I, I turned it back on and I had it on the screen and, and suddenly the colors were so much more beautiful. And I don't know why that is. And I'm very curious if anybody in chat is aware of like what is the reasoning behind that, why sometimes it triggers really bright colors and sometimes it doesn't. It's really strange. Yeah, I'd be curious if the HDMI splitter is, is causing some of that because it's got smarts in there. You know, mm-hmm. they cause it a little bit to get wonky sometimes. I've had that happen with my splitter downstairs, just hooked to one TV. Mm-hmm. I'll switch back and forth and be like, why did that go? Why did that not show up? Or there's no signal. And then I'll flip to it, flip something out, flip back and it works. So I think there's there's probably some there's some science in there that's throwing you off. Science. All right. So let's get <laughs> back to the topic that they sent in. Do you feel like it can replace your console like do you feel like i mean obviously it can't run the same games that you can play on your playstation and your xbox at the same graphical fidelity but do you think that somebody who doesn't have a switch or an xbox or a playstation could just pick up a steam deck and a dock and be all set what do you what do you feel about that steven I think they'd be pretty happy. Um, I think it depends on what you want out of a game console. Like, Mm -hmm. are you all about 
4K, 60 FPS all day with the PS5 or Xbox One uh, kind of situation? Or are you good with just a great game running at 1080p? I mean, because we've talked about this before. Resolution doesn't matter, right? right? It's all about playing the game and having a good time. And I think if you have a Steam library that you're happy with and you're generous, I mean, I, I could go as far as to say it's, the Steam Deck has replaced my Xbox and it's replaced my my uh, it, it's it's functioning as a PC for me because the Xbox cloud gaming service works so well mm-hmm. uh, through the Steam Deck. I'm super happy with that. So it's like all the Xbox games I ever want to play. Plus, I've got all the Steam games I want to play. Really, the only thing stopping me from just selling my PS5 is exclusives, um, which I, I enjoy playing and, and just ease of use, I guess, in terms of co-op stuff like Steam Deck is easy. Yes, but we just talked about the controller thing, not being unsure of how that would work. So I can just fire up my PS5 and play games with my wife and it's easy peasy. Um, but yeah, it depends on the console you're replacing, I guess. You could totally replace an Xbox with Game Pass if you if you wanted to. I yeah. think that's where I'm landing. I think you I mean the library that you can get on a Steam Deck is really good. Like it's a it's probably bigger than any other system out there just because there's so many games that are on Steam. But it doesn't have that I I I I feel like you still have to tinker a little bit. And there's a lot of people who that is an absolute no-go. Like there's no way at any point are they interested in tinkering even a little bit. They're just like, nope, I'm out. I just want to hit plug it in and have it work. So I don't know if I would say yes yet, but man, has Valve made huge strides since the Steam Deck first came out. Huge improvements over and over and over to their to their software. Now, I asked this question uh, in chat in the live chat over at youtube.com slash nerd nest so far we got 160 votes they're still going up we will talk about the results of that poll at the end of the show so make sure that you stick around but let's move on to our second main topic uh for our second topic that was sent in by a user hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code spotify for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all a team is only as good as its weakest link so you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field that's why there's no vape in team when you vape you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. And here's what Jonathan Earl had to say. They said there are third-party docs, such as the JSOX, that can give your Steam Deck more capabilities. Some even hold up to a 4-terabyte SSD drive, though I wouldn't go past 2-terabytes because 4-terabytes is super expensive. And while that is absolutely true, um, yeah, there are tons of docs that you can have access to. I have three. I've got the first JSOX doc, which has non-gigabit Ethernet. What do they call, just call that 10100? Is that what that's called? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. So I that's got so. just eth- just regular Ethernet and two USB uh, 3.0 ports. Actually, it might be 2.0 ports. Um, and then you've got the JSOX one that has an extra USB port and gigabit Ethernet, right? Right. And yeah. then we have the um, the iVolar dock, which is the one that I've been using the most up until today, or not today, but up until like when whenever the the official Steam Deck dock came out. And I, mine arrived last Thursday, and I, I've been using that one too. So I've got... Uh, the iVolar hooked up right now and the, the official one hooked up. They're both awesome. And it, so obviously you haven't um, used the official Steam Deck dock. Uh, you're happy right. with your JSOX dock though, right? 
Yeah, I don't see any reason to upgrade right now. The only flaky thing that's on the JS Sox stock that I'm I'm not sure if that's it's just me or everybody is that sometimes the power delivery doesn't happen. Like I have to unplug it, plug it back in, oh. unplug it, plug it back in, and then it'll kick off. It's only happened to me a couple times. Um, but yeah, I'm, other than that, I'm pretty happy with it. And I can deal with that for the price I paid. Right, which that one was, that's like 40 bucks, right? Yeah, it was not bad, really, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, these docks are actually pretty cheap, usually. Um, so I, I, I did promise that this episode, I would talk a little bit about my experience with the official one. Uh, the official one I've got hooked up behind me over here, and it's incompatible with cases. Uh, I've had some people reply, because I, I did a video about talking about all the different diff, uh, ty- types of docks that you can get, and the... This, the official one is the one that fits the the official or the Steam Deck just perfectly, like absolutely perfect. Uh, it's almost like they were separated at birth, and now you've brought them back together. It fits it absolutely perfect. Uh, but if you have a case on, it's a no go. If you ask me, I could get it mm-hmm. get I could get it to balance in there if I like really tried. But it was kind of wobbly, and I thought, you know, if my cat jumps on the table or something, the Steam Deck's going to fall over and something might scratch. So I ended up taking my case off when I was using that. That's definitely something that you want to keep in, in, in mind. But the Steam Deck, the, the official one, comes with uh, an extra cord. So if you want to be able to take a cord with you and leave one plugged in all the time, that's like a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Uh, so do you see yourself getting the official one at any point? Not right now. I do really like the idea of having the, uh, the extra power adapter to go with it. Cause it is kind of annoying to dig behind my entertainment center and plug it back in if I want to go like on a trip or something, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not inconvenient enough that I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to spend another 80 bucks or <laughs> whatever it is. So I'm <laughs> 90 bucks. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not missing anything that I really want. And it does seem to fit the kill switch case pretty well like the jsoc stock is not perfect by any means but i can leave the kill switch case on put it in there and everything still kind of holds to some degree it's not perfect but it's it's holds it upright which is what i was going for mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm happy with it that's awesome uh somebody yeah. said you could talk about oh that's the wrong thing where did it go um <laughs> dang it Somebody you can talk about vrr tvs yeah uh, so one of the reasons that you might want the official dock i can't find that comment because i wanted to put it on screen is because it has um oh god uh, uh starts with an f what's the the display port allows it to do something i can't remember what it's called and somebody in chat will tell me exactly what it does frame something uh, but essentially it's variable refresh rate yeah. uh, fsr thank you wait is it, is it fsr I, i'm not sure free sync that's what it was. Cody Wolf, thank you very much. Yes. FreeSync the is the thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that I was trying to think of. Yes. FreeSync, which basically is like variable refresh rate. Why would you want variable refresh rate? Because it allows the games to uh, improve the smoothness at which you are playing, essentially. And it gives you a better experience. If the game, I, th- I think the game has to support that, but I could be wrong about that because I'm not sure. Do you know off the top of your head, Steve? I think the I think the platform has to support it. Is all you're worried about because oh, okay. it just makes the the display and the system agree on the right. frame rate. They update each other in real time. Like I'm only sending 80 frames, and the display will update, and vice versa. Like gotcha. they, they understand each other. Yeah, right. So I think that that's great. I don't have any. I mean. Maybe I do. I, I don't know if I have any TVs that support that because I just, I, everything's 60. I don't have any high refresh rate stuff. Uh, everything's 60 frames for me. So I don't have to, I don't worry about that. But I do know that there's people out there that really care about all of those bells and whistles. And it's awesome that the the official dock has that. And the official dock has, um, what's the thing where you can update stuff? Uh, firmware updates, you know, that has mm-hmm. firmware updates. You plug it in. Before you even get to try it, it's like, hey, we got to do a quick firmware update. It takes about three minutes or so. I, I over overall, I think that pretty much any dock works fairly well. My favorite, I think, is the iVolar dock because it fits my. It, it has all the ports going out the back. None of the none of the Ethernet's going out the side, which is a big no go for me. Um, yeah. But the iVolar dock 
fits Project Kill Switch no problem and has all the other stuff uh, going out the back end. I don't care about DisplayPort, so um, that's me. All right, let's move on to our third uh, submission. This comes into us from Johnny. Uh, he says, I am hoping voice detection will be brought to the Steam Deck to avoid painful typing process using the keyboard. Is this a realistic possibility based on the power of the Steam Deck? Boy, I don't, you know, <laughs> I I 100% agree. I, I hate the the typing process on the Steam Deck is okay. And it will never get better than okay because it's not a keyboard. And you can't you can't type on the screen like you can on a phone because it's too far apart. So I just I hate typing on the Steam Deck. It's it's awful. It's it's good for what it is, but man, I would love to be able to hit a button and talk. Do you think that the Steam Deck could do that offline or only if it was connected to the internet for like talking to Steam servers and listening? I'm no machine learning or dictation text to speech, speech to text kind of expert, <laughs> but Same. I think it's capable. Um, I mean, I don't, I've seen libraries in, in uh, programming languages that do it, but I don't, and I don't think they require any sort of uh, external, like internet access. I think you could develop offline with speech recognition in Python, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see any reason why it would be power limited. Maybe if they wanted to get smarter, like kind of like a Siri or Alexa where the, I said her name Uh, (laughs) where you actually can talk to the, you know, to the cloud and figure out what you're trying to say. If it's not, if it's muffled or there's some sort of research it needs to do or processing on what you said, uh, it would, it might do that, but I think they could load it in there without any, any major problems. Someone else might be smarter than me about it, but it doesn't sound like it's not feasible. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that like when Stadia first came out, like Google has really good voice recognition. They didn't have it. And like, I constantly wished for it because I would be playing a game like Elder Scrolls Online or something like that. And I would want to be able to talk to my group without having to use a keyboard. And it would just be amazing if I could, you know, use Steam input to bind like one of my back paddles to send a text message into like Final Fantasy 14's chat, like, uh, hey guys, I'm new at this fight. I don't know what this boss does. Does anybody have any insight into like what I have to do? And then just have that send. That would be yeah. a game changer for playing on a device like this where you don't have a keyboard. Um, Mr. President Tom in chat says someone was experimenting with a voice chat sort of plugin. I saw a post on Reddit months ago. No idea where they got with that. Um, they said Lomkey in chat says Valve can use Mycroft for voice assistant. Not sure if you can build that yourself to do it. I will say that I'm not I'm not interested in plugins. I like that plugins are there and that Valve is watching those plugins to see what they do. So I hope that the that those plugins gain traction and do some really good stuff. But I'm not gonna install a plugin because a lot of times it asks for like super user access and I'm not doing that. Yeah. I, uh, I actually appreciate Castle's comment. It's possible on Linux fully offline, and all the Steam Decks is, is a Linux computer. Uh, so that's a really good point. If it's doable on Linux, it's probably doable on the Steam Deck. Um, and I've used weird software on the Steam Deck already just because it's got Linux on it, and it's been it's been great. It's a big selling point for the whole thing to me. So, like, you and I were talking before we started recording the show, and you said that you were, like, you ended up buying a certain microphone because it worked well with Linux. Are you a mm-hmm. Linux user, like, daily? Yeah, that's my, that's my, I, that's my bread and butter, is I work in Linux, so it's, oh. and, yeah, yeah, and I've ran it as a desktop for years, um, recently with all the Elgato stuff I have, I'm on Windows primarily most of the time for streaming and whatnot, but yeah, I, I use Linux all the time. So living in the Steam Deck ecosystem with like the desktop mode, that's just that's normal for me. That's just a computer as far as I can tell. Oh, okay. So So yeah. So you just got the dock. Do you plan on using the Steam Deck like as a computer or is it really your just a gaming system to you? It's just a gaming system, but I did really enjoy the fact that I could launch an SSH server on the Steam Deck and send ROMs to it, like through SCP from my computer. I could like, which is just secure FTP. Mm-hmm. I could just send stuff over there through my network. It made things really easy to get going. 
Um, and I was also playing around. We don't have to go into this, but if you want to know, you can ping me on, on YouTube. Send me a question. Leave a comment. Uh, but about uh, Tailscale, which is like a virtual VPN. Okay. lets you tie remote computers to your home computer, and it acts like they're all on a LAN. Uh, okay. You can set that up on your Steam Deck to do Steam Deck streaming when you're not, like, at home. So talk to your computer from off on, a, you know, a hotel somewhere if you want to, which is really slick. And I love that about the Steam Deck. It's just endless possibility. Yeah, I do love that it's just a computer because it enables, like, people to do really, really cool things. Uh, and it's just fantastic. All right. Yeah. Let's move on and talk about uh, let, let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Uh, I want to start off with you. You've been playing uh, a, a return to some place. And, and if you guys look at the background, if you're if, if you're listening to the show, I apologize. But if you guys look behind him, you're going to see one of his uh, favorite games of all time, Grim Fandango, which is a point and click adventure. In fact, I had Steven on. For an episode of 143 Pixels, and that is the game that we talked about. It was a really fun episode. Yeah. Link in the description down below. What have you been playing this week, man? Uh, I have been abusing the Steam Deck with point-and-click adventure games. Uh, this has been the best device for me catching up on a backlog of indie titles that I just haven't got to play. Like, I am a puzzle-solving games is just where I want to live. Low stress, I'm just fighting against myself to get to the next puzzle. Like, how do I solve this thing? I love the feeling of being a genius. Uh, when you solve something, you're like, ha-ha, figured it out. <laughs> you can learn more about that on 143 Pixels. Yeah. But I have been playing or have recently completed Return to Monkey Island. Uh, Monkey Island is a franchise that I've fallen in love with back, I think 1997, I played my first Monkey Island game. It was Curse of Monkey Island and, uh, then went back and played the old ones. And for years we've been pining after another Monkey Island game produced by legendary adventure game creator, Ron Gilbert. But Monkey Island was locked away in the Disney vault with the rest of the Lucasfilm library uh, of games. And finally, out of nowhere earlier this year, Ron Gilbert announced that he and Dave Grossman, another legend of adventure gaming at Lucasfilm, uh, got enough, uh, got in touch with somebody at Disney and were able to make this game and finally complete what Ron Gilbert views as definitive Monkey Island trilogy, where we actually learn the secret to Monkey Island. Uh, and it it was a joy to play on the Steam Deck. Like it's if you if you're familiar with point and click adventure games, everything you need to know about how to work the game is in the genre. You point, you <laughs> click, the character does things like it's very rudimentary, but they managed to push the genre forward with the controls on the Steam Deck in a way I was super impressed with. Uh, no longer do you have to click a spot on the ground and make your character walk there. You just move Guybrush Threepwood, which is the name of the main character, around on the screen. Not only that, if you hold the right trigger while you're moving him around, he runs. Uh, so there's no more of that like slow pace. I clicked over there and I have to wait. You just, <laughs> I mean, they took advantage of the way we play games now and made an adventure game for us. Um and I think that was a major win for the genre as a whole because we've so many games you see that come out in this genre now are, uh, oh, it's a throwback game to 1992, or oh, look at this throwback pixel art adventure game. It makes a difference uh, to actually look at it and think about how an adventure game should run in today's age, and it was a joy. Uh, I think even if you don't like or if you never played Monkey Island but you like puzzle games, I think you could pick this up and enjoy it. I think it's special uh, for people who have waited a really long time for it. I, I highly recommend it if you're a puzzle-solving kind of person. So let me ask you a question. It says that the game sure. has full controller support, right? Yeah, um, it does. Right. Yeah. So I, when you said I'm using point-and-click stuff, are you you're just are you still using the right trackpad to control the mouse in order to click on stuff? Its interface is very intelligent. So, like, as Guybrush moves towards things he can interact with, mm -hmm. a bubble or a circle pops up around that item, and then you can hit a button to engage that item. So it's it's not easy mode, but it does make things a little easier. There's no pixel hunting, which is what we used to refer to as just dragging your mouse around the screen right. until you found something that highlighted. Yeah. Nightmare. Nightmare-inducing. This basically highlights stuff that you can touch, and then you just press A, and you, you touch it, or you talk to it, or you pick it up. Um, really simplified the mechanic, though you can still use the trackpads as cursor, you know, cursor movement if you want to. Uh, so that's there, and that's what I've... 
do you do like a combination of the two? Like, because I feel what I would do is I would just move around with the joystick, and then if there was something that I wanted to interact with, I would click on it with my right thumb. Yeah, I mean, all I did was just drive around, press A. I mean, I drove it just like I would any other game if I was using okay. the Xbox controller. Right. I didn't use the trackpads, but I have played adventure games with the trackpad. I do like it. I find it's more difficult to click things that are tiny oh, yeah. with the trackpad because I can't help but move the mouse just a smidge when I go to press, like to click in. So setting a, a trigger to left mouse is really smart <laughs> when playing those older games where you need to have real fine uh, mm-hmm. movement. So hover over it with the trackpad and then right click it with the right trigger or, or click it with the right trigger. That was a really good way to do it. Yeah. And people are talking about Thimbleweed Park, which I'm guessing you love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love that game. Yeah, that's essentially X-Files, but a point-and-click adventure. Uh, it's it's a really good one. I don't really like point-and-click adventures because mm-hmm. what happens with me is I, I get to a certain puzzle, usually very early in the game, and my brain says one plus one is two, and that is the <laughs> only possible solution, and I can't stop thinking about that one solution. And the, the, the other, the, you know, like the dev is like, yes, one plus one is two, but... Two plus uh, one minus one is two, right? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true, but I don't think that way. And so I end up just getting frustrated and quit. Or yeah, yeah. I get frustrated and look it up. And then I find that the answer was simple. And I'm like, well, I'm a moron. And I just feel <laughs> bad. So I, I just don't play those games. Yes, uh, Kodiak yeah. Moonwolf says one plus one equals fish. That's true. All right. Yeah, that's it's I will say this about yeah. Monkey Island. If you do want to try it, they did add a hint book that's built into the game that gives you enough info, like stepped hint info. Like, what do you you, you need to do this? Right. You press. Do you need more information? Press A gives you a little more. You press A gives you a little more. And it's part of the lore of the game. It makes it a lot more fun than just going out and looking at the Internet. They were very aware that people could do that. So they built in a I need help, but not that much kind of feature which is really great that's awesome but i still feel like it would make me feel stupid and it's not that it's not their fault that's (laughs) this is definitely a me problem it's not a them problem this is definitely a uh you know it's a problem that's just going on up here in my brain sure Um, yeah this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. So, I just really quick, I want to talk about this this game. I'm very early on in this. It's called Fury Unleashed. And this game is really cool. And <laughs> I... I I, I've been getting lots and lots of DMs on Discord of awesome people who are like, hey, I got some some like I bought a humble bundle and I got some games that that I already already own. You want the codes to give away on your Discord? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Great. Thank you so much. And I just kept adding them to this big list on a Google Doc. And. I was like, okay, it's getting a little unwieldy and hard for me to deal with because I kept getting all of these messages. And I was like, how can I fix this for myself? I know I'm going to make a Google form that people can send in the codes that way so that I don't have to go and find them. But then I'm I'm like, all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the Google form and then I'm going to manually put in all the ones that I already have. Little did I know I had almost 500 codes to put in. So it took me a long time. But as I was going, I was like, one of the things I wanted, I was like, if I'm if I'm letting people look at this list of games to give away, then they might want to know what is this game, right? And so I wanted to have a link to the Steam store. So I went through and I would like put the name in the form, get the link to the Steam store, put that in there. And I was logged in and there was this game, Fury Unleashed. And it was like, you own this game. And I was like, I do. I don't remember owning this game. It's probably one that came from a humble bundle or something, but I own this game. And I, guys, I don't know why the the videos are not playing. It's not working for some reason. Um, this is a roguelike. It's a either single or multiplayer roguelike. And as you you go through, you you are it's a side scrolling shooter like a platformer, 
and it is really really fun um i because I, I saw it and it said that i owned it and i was like oh i'll go ahead and install it because i think the i think it looks good and this game is fantastic here's what they they call it uh where is it here Fury Unleashed is created by combining the inspiration from modern roguelike platformers like Dead Cells and Rogue Legacy with nostalgic memories of old school platformer shooters like Contra and Metal Slug. And that is exactly what this game plays like. Uh, You go in and you're playing through a comic book, too. So like you have like a comic book open up. You've got pages and like the different frames of the comic that you're going through is the different rooms and you you go through and you get like weapons and like you could have like acid launchers and grenade launchers and rocket launchers and just machine guns and stuff like that. And you go through and you get like, oh, I'm going to upgrade my weapon or I'm going to take that and, and turn it into ink because it's in a comic book. So you collect the ink and then you use the ink to level up your character after you die. You get like helmets that'll uh, let you like ignore like cer- certain kinds of damage and stuff like that. This game is awesome. It came out in 2017. I had never heard of it yet. Somehow it was in in my um, in my library, and it's really good. And if you if you want to pick it up, it's twenty bucks. Um, I there's a bundle that has a bunch of other games with it as well. But this game's fun. Like you saw, what what did you think when you saw it? Are were you are you a Contra guy? Yeah, like I I remember Metal Slug fondly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I looked at it, it immediately made me think of that, and then made me think of like Rogue Legacy too, because it's got the the roguelike kind of stuff going on here, and the the art style is just amazing. You can get me with an art style, like mm-hmm. I'll play your game if it's if it's this kind of aesthetic. Uh, and this this yeah, I am curious. Uh, Twenty bucks, I might that might be too much for me to just try a thing. Uh, but if it goes on sale, I could see I could see picking this up and giving well, it a go. It is possible. I don't know off the top of my head, but this might be in the Nerd Nest vault. Like there might be copies of this. And I've oh, been cool. doing. I've changed the giveaways that we've been doing. First off, it's never Telegram. It's never me and it responding to you in a YouTube comment as a Telegram. That's somebody else. That's a fake. Okay. Um, but usually what I or what I'm doing now is I do giveaways and people can just pick a game out of the the vault of over 500 games. This one might be in there. I'm guessing because I, I think it was from a humble humble bundle. Um, did some? Oh my God, Robo Chris! Did anybody <laughs> mention the matching hats yet? They're not matching. Mine's a different hat. They're totally different. Yeah, there's. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're both we're, we're both guys with beards and flat caps no and hair. headphones on. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Kodiak Moonwolf just checked the Nerd Nest vault, and he said, "Yes, uh, it is in there." So the next time I do a giveaway, you could you could win this, guys. Hey, there you go. All right, all right. The other game that I've been playing this week is The Last Hero of Nostalgia or Nostalgia. Um, and- yeah, that threw me. I read that as Nostalgia, and I'm like, wait. And then I finally watched the trailer. Oh, oh, okay. I wish that I could play the video of this. You play. So I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but like old school games on a PC would be made out of like um, characters on your screen, Uh, like not characters, but like characters that you type on your screen. And so the main character of this game is made out of pipes and slashes from a keyboard if that makes sense, I'm trying to bring it back up because it just it just moved. And uh, where's the show button? Here we go. Uh, he's made up of like pipes and <laughs> slashes, right? But it is essentially a Dark Souls style game. Like the combat is Dark Souls, but the art style is like you are made out of these these lines on a computer. And when you get killed, somebody goes through and they type pipe enter space space and they make all the slashes in order to remake your character and i love this because when you make your character it's like what's your skin color what's your body type what's your age what's your accessories how many tattoos do you have and none of them do anything (laughs) you just look like this stick man and it's awesome and there's a there's a narrator it's like constantly complaining about the world that you're in and he's like these people are terrible uh you're no better than them blah, 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 and you go through, and it is essentially a Dark Souls-style game. The demo is free. It plays really well on the Steam Deck, 
It comes out on October 19th, so in two days. So I would check out the demo if you guys haven't yet. This is really, really cool. I wish I could remember who told me about it, and I wish I could play the damn videos, but they're not working for some reason. Um, this game is awesome, and you you definitely need to check it out. Do you like Souls games, Steven? No. Okay. <laughs> I, that is the antithesis of a, of a point-and-click adventure in that I'm going to die a lot, a <laughs> lot, and I hate dying a lot. I am an easy-mode, casual gamer, story-mode kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I saw this, and I said, that looks great. And then I noticed there's a lot of dodge rolling, and I said, nope, <laughs> I'm out. But I do really love the character customization. That's right up my alley. I don't even... I'm like, how I want to play game. Let me just get through this character customization as fast as possible. I, and I was, do that too, yeah. but for some reason, when I <laughs> when this screen came up, let me see if I can bring it up. When this screen came up, I was I messed around with it, even though it didn't do anything. I was like, I gotta I gotta see if there's like an Easter egg, and I checked all the skin colors and all the. I was like, did he change it all? Change the body type? No, no, no real age. Nothing. Okay, it's all exactly the same, but. I went through a bunch of them just to see if I could like find like an Easter egg where suddenly you'd have like a big stupid head or something. But no, you don't. <laughs> it's awesome. It's just this the humor of this game is really good. Like they even say featuring a hard but fair combat and then in quote full character customization. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just love that. It's so hilarious. Um I'm super early on. It's just a demo, but you guys definitely want to check out uh, The Last Hero of Nostalgia, uh, <laughs> which is uh, is how it is pronounced. All right, let's move on to Deals on Deck. Every episode, I try and tell people about a really good deal that's going on right now. And uh, last week, I talked about some RPGs that you could find over at Humble Bundle. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Humble Bundle partner, so if you use the link in the description down below, you'll be getting awesome games and you'll be directly supporting the show. But uh, Melee, do you say Melee or Melee? I say Melee. I say both. But I don't know what's right. Me either. I say it both both ways, but Melee Mayhem Game Bundle gets you, uh, for $23, you get Chivalry 2, which I'm I haven't played that Mortal Kombat 11. I almost said Mortal Kombat 2 because the 11 looks like a, a Roman numeral <laughs> 2. Um, and you also get uh, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, which is like a poor man's Smash Brother. I wouldn't bother playing that one. I would play Multiverses instead. Uh, Song of Iron, River City Girls, a uh, 10% off a couple of games, Mordo and uh, Chronicon. But honestly, if you're a fighting game fan. Then Chivalry Two, or then Mortal Kombat is like you're saving money already for twenty three bucks for that, and then you get all this other stuff as well. Uh, so I just wanted to let people know about that. Make sure that you check the link in the description if you want to pick that up. Um, are you a fighting game guy? Uh, I like them from time to time. I'm not. I don't love to sit down and play them unless I'm playing against my sister in law who is really competitive, and then we both like to just beat each other into the ground. It's great. <laughs> She's super competitive, uh, and I guess yeah. you're not at all. No, I'm very, but I still, for some reason, it sets me off. I'm like, ah, I'm, I don't care if I lose, but I'm going to have a really good time beating you. Oh, And then she <laughs> proceeds to just whoop me. Uh, it's a great time. Uh, it's, it's about the people, not the game. It's yes. the friends you play with, you know? It's the friends we made along the way. <laughs> That's right. And somebody is, Kodiak Moonwolf is like, maybe you should maybe put the link in the description like you mentioned, Bill. I'll do that after the show. <laughs> I forgot, but I just posted it in chat, and you guys can click it afterwards. Uh, in order to don't leave the show, the, the deal will still be there. It's not going to change. All right, let's move on to the news. And um, this is very interesting. We don't have a lot of patch notes this week. Um, there's some, and we'll talk about that. But this was very interesting. What what um, Valve is doing? They made a new uh, Twitter thread, not Twitter thread, Twitter handle. They made a new Twitter handle. Uh, they tweeted this out. Happy Thursday. A quick note that number one. We shipped an update to the Steam Deck client beta last night. I will talk about that in a moment. Number two, you can find the update notes at On Deck Updates. So they now have a separate uh, Twitter handle that just tweets out On Deck Updates, probably because they are constantly updating. And uh, it was probably getting in the way of marketing and stuff because people were like, oh, look, another update. On Deck tweeted, it must be another update. No, no, no. They were doing some marketing and you missed it. Um 
So they said they will post regularly with the latest patches and smaller updates that don't make it to this main account. So I think that they're going to be scaling back how often they're tweeting from this account on updates and they're going to be using the other one. Um, Let's take a look at the beta update uh, for game invites and lock screen improvements. I have not been playing many multiplayer games on the Steam Deck. It's definitely something that I want to do more often. One of the first games that I played on um, on the Steam Deck, not not very first, but one of the first multiplayer games I played was, oh, I can never remember the name of the game, Rock and Stone. Um, oh, yeah, Deep Rock Galactic. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's the worst yeah. name for a game. I can never remember. <laughs> or it's just a Bill's an idiot. Um, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, We pl- I played it with my D&D group, and I was playing on the Steam Deck. They were playing on their various computers. And it was awesome. It was a really, really fun experience. Uh, We used, I think we used Discord, and I just had Discord running in the background just to see if it would work. And everything everything worked because it's just a computer. But the game invite and lock screen improvements are pretty cool. So let's take a look at this. Uh, Number one, the quick access menu will now open to the notifications tab when you have a new friend message, game invites, or voice chat invites. That's awesome. Because if you get an invite and then you have to click the, the, the quick access menu and then navigate to that section, that's kind of arduous, especially when, you know, the, the system should know that, oh, I just got a notification. That's where I want to go when I hit that button. So I like that they're doing that. Uh, they said notifications for game invites in the quick access menu now have the option in the footer to accept them without having to navigate to the chat menu. That's really cool. So essentially, I could hit the quick access menu, and because it's on the footer, it's down at the bottom. My thumb can just reach over and accept, which is awesome. Uh, they fixed an issue where group chats with long names in the description could break the layout of the chat screen. I've never seen that, but I don't have long names for group chats. Increase the boat. <laughs> this is so crazy. Yeah, I don't see any other company doing this. Increased nope. boot animation, max length from 10 seconds to 30 seconds. So for those of you that don't know, I haven't talked about this on the show yet, but you can change the boot animation of your Steam Deck from the little uh, half circle spinning around the full circle animation to whatever the hell you want, as long as you make it a WebM file, like a 1280 by 800 WebM file, whatever you want. You can make that your boot animation. And there's some really cool ones out there. I might make like a Nerd Nest one and post it for like patrons or something because you guys are awesome. But um, they changed it from 10 seconds to 30 seconds. So now you can wait even longer to play your games. Do you use any custom animation, Steven? I haven't yet. I'm so excited about this. Uh, I actually have found a website, steamdeckrepo.com, mm-hmm. uh, which holds tons of web-in videos that people have made of boot animations. And there are some really cool boot animations in here. Oh, there absolutely um, so I, are. Yeah, so I haven't got to play with it yet, but I'm really excited. And I love reading these patch notes. Just, just an aside, Valve strikes me as having a very open sourcey development kind of model for how they do stuff because the, no other you're right no other company would be like oh sure replace our branding with what you want <laughs> right. you know as insane but valve just looks at it and goes we made a cool box we're selling the cool box people are buying the cool box let them do what they want with it uh and they're they're coming at it with such a uh carefree i don't it's not the right word but it just feels like laissez-faire they're looking at it Laissez-faire. Yeah, they're just like, you do what you want. Here's some cool stuff we came up with. Someone at Valve was playing with the Steam Deck and went, I really hate this notifications experience. (laughs) This sucks. And they just flip and fixed it. Like, I love that uh, about the way they approach things. I've always been fascinated by Valve's structure internally. Um, And it seems like they are they're just out to make good stuff. And they don't really seem to be bothered by other people messing with it. I I love it. That's one of the advantages of not of not being a publicly traded company is like they can yeah. just do whatever they want. And there's no shareholders to be like, you didn't haven't maximized my profit. Gabe Newell <laughs> is sitting there on a giant, you know, Scrooge McDuck. Uh, I, did you guys do Scrooge Mc, uh, the the ducktails on your show yet? We haven't done DuckTales yet. Uh, we did Darkwing Duck, but oh, not DuckTales. OK, uh, he's sitting yeah. there on a giant Scrooge McDuck pile of money. And he's like, 
I got plenty of money. I don't really care. You guys just make cool <laughs> stuff. And I love that they're a privately traded comp or a private company instead of a publicly traded one. Um, Cam, yeah. Cam's the MVP. Hey there, Cam. They said, does anyone actually turn off their deck often enough to enjoy it? Or is it every time you come uh, from sleep mode? So these are powering animations. But the thing is, is every time you switch to desktop mode and then back, I think you see, do you see that? In, I don't do that often enough. Do you see yeah. the the boot animation every time you come back from desktop mode? I do not know. Chat? Yes. <laughs> well, Guys, tell us. We, got, yeah. we got like two, uh, 300 people here. I, I need you guys to, yes. All right. Daniel yes, Brennan in chat is saying yes. And Daniel E, two Daniels right next to each other. They said, yes, you do. Uh, so, yeah, cool. there, there you go. So, yeah, every time you switch from desktop mode, and I think that there's also a way that you can do it when you wake from sleep. I mean, I wouldn't do that because when I, when I want it to start, I just want it to start, and I don't, ha- don't want to have to think about it. Uh, but that's awesome. That's very cool. Sure. You can actually override the movie length over 30 seconds as well if you know where to do it. I saw somebody on Reddit accidentally put a WebM of the entire Shrek movie on their deck. <laughs> I, I saw somebody talking <laughs> to about that. To sit through the whole thing before they got to play. It was amazing. Oh, amazing. man. That's terrible and awesome it's awful. all right i'm here for the the entire the entirety of lord of the rings extended edition as my <laughs> as my my boot video um this i don't know if you guys watch um wolf den on youtube he's the kind of guy that would do that like he would set that up because he like i think he put what was it tenet on a game boy cartridge <laughs> like that's, that's the kind amazing. of thing he would do so that would be an amazing boot animation uh, let's see the entirety of the Lord of the Rings extended uh, extended cuts, which my Fellowship of the Ring discs are not working, uh, but that's okay. They're not Blu-ray, so I guess I'll just have to buy the digital versions. All right. Yep. Uh, let's continue looking at these patch notes. Add a controller-specific glyphs on the lock screen. So if you are on the lock screen and you are using your Xbox controller, it's going to have certain stuff. And if you're on the lock screen and you are using your PlayStation, my wife is laughing because we have the same hat. Uh, hey, guys, <laughs> you can guess which finger I'm holding up at my wife. It was this one right here. It was this one because she's number yeah. one. <laughs> hey, uh, anyway, um, so and then if you're using like your PlayStation controller, it's going to have different glyphs uh, on the lock screen, which is awesome because it's, especially if you like have um, like the security thing. What's the where you got to put in a code? When you like, you oh. gotta hit a bunch of buttons in order to uh, lock your system down. If you were waking it and it was docked, and you were using a PlayStation controller, you'd be like, "Press X." What the hell? I don't oh, know what no. to do now. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I love you, honey. Anyway, not you, Stephen. I think of you as a friend. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, well, fi- okay. Fi- fixed an issue on the lock screen where you have to dismiss an on. On, on screen keyboard manually if you slept the device while it was up I, I never ran into that but i'm glad they're fixing thing and then another mm-hmm. on sc- on screen keyboard fixed anything in here that's jumping out at you is the most important uh no not other than the things we paused on to really talk about um i think i think that's just more continued improvements i think i love nickel and dime updates i know they mm-hmm. take work and they take somebody to notice there's a problem uh so yeah i, I love this stuff any patch list is worth reading to me Absolutely. I did see somebody had asked what I, I, oh, in my live stream yesterday, because I was doing a live stream where I was talking about emulation stuff, and we'll get there shortly. Um, somebody said, what would you want in the next, oh, that's the wrong button, in the next Steam OS? I, I just, I don't know. Like, they've addressed all of my gripes with Steam OS. I don't know that there's anything that I'm like clamoring for, but I know that there's great ideas out there that somebody's going to yeah. think of. And uh, you know what? I got one. Okay. I, I got one. Here we go. And then you can, while I'm talking, you can think about what, what you would like to have added. I want to be able to record gameplay just the last 30 seconds and then tweet it out. So if something cool happens, because this happened all the time on my switch and on my Xbox, and on my PlayStation, I do, like, some, like, listen, I suck at video games, okay? So when I do something awesome, 
I want to celebrate that. And I want to hit that capture button and then hit tweet. And so people can look at or it can people can ignore it and move on with their day. But it makes me feel good. Hey, look at that. I just got like a, a, a four kill streak or something. That's awesome. You can't do it on the Steam Deck. And there's been plenty of times where I've done something cool and nobody knows it. And everybody thinks I'm lying because I can't prove it. All right. That, that's mine. What's yours? <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm probably going to name something that already exists that I just haven't fiddled with yet. And like I, I have a collection of videos in Steam and it's not a popular thing that people see in Steam. But I've a documentary um, came out years ago by Tim Schafer. It was during his Kickstarter for Double Fine Adventure. I don't know if you guys remember all that. It was back in 2012. I have all those videos uh, within Steam. But I don't I haven't been able to access them through the Steam Deck, even though they're in my library. I don't know if that's because I'm not finding it, but I would love to see like the ability to cast a video easily to like my TV or maybe even cast the gameplay to somewhere you if you're playing locally. See, I told you I was yeah. going to name something you could already do. So um, <laughs> so I think you, you could just use Steam Link. Uh, so Steam, Steam Link is a, a it started out as a device. OK, I got one. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. Uh, so if you yeah. have that hooked up to your TV or if you just download the Steam Link app to your TV, you can then connect it to your Steam Deck, play on your Steam Deck, and have it on the screen. Now, the latency is a little a little iffy because uh, yeah, it's using Wi-Fi. that's what I was thinking about. Sure. But if you are just kind of like, if you want to use it to like play Jackbox with your family or something, you can turn it on and um, then like just set the Steam Deck down and everybody could, you know, connect their phones and you guys could play Jackbox and be awful people, uh, then that's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. See, there we go. I got my, I got my answer. Yeah. I, I was thinking for the video thing because of the latency, mm-hmm. like if I wanted to watch something, you know, on the screen or show somebody what I'm doing on the, on another screen. Uh, that's great. Sounds good. I got something to explore now. All right. Uh, Heisenthal sent in his $10 super chat. Thank you so much for supporting, uh, the channel at that, at that level, Heisenthal. I really do appreciate it. Um, they have an idea that they would like to see in the next SteamOS. Uh, I personally would prefer an easy option to switch between stereo and surround sound without having to jump through so many hoops with switching back and forth through desktop mode. So I think that that's great, and I hope that that happens. This has zero effect on me because I don't have any surround sound stuff. My wife and I don't even have like a sound bar underneath the TV in here, the TV in the bedroom, no sound bar, the TV in the living room. No sound bar. We just have the cheap, crappy TV speakers. And I know, I know that we're missing out. And Steven's like, yeah, you're missing out, right? Yeah, I, I'm not going to hound you about it. Okay. But you know, you already know. I know. I know that I'm missing out on some, on a better experience, but I just can't be bothered to run wires. <laughs> when I was younger, I had a very expensive like stereo and I had satellite speakers throughout the room and stuff and it sounded amazing. And then when we bought this house, I was just like, I'm not running all those stupid wires all over the place. It's just kind of a pain. So I know that I'm missing out, but I do hope that they do that for other people because other people are going to appreciate that a lot. And if that's what if that's what you have to do is jump into um desktop mode in order to switch that's terrible that's really bad Mm -hmm. that should be on the quick access menu i bet you that there's a plugin that will fix that but i'm not going to install plugins uh all right let's talk i've alluded to this throughout the entire episode and it is that emudeck has been updated to emudeck 2.0 it was already really easy emudeck 1.0 was really easy when that was like I the first thing I did is I when I got my Steam Deck is I installed RetroArch, Arc or Arch whatever you yell at me I don't care how you pronounce it, um, I installed RetroArch and then I got my games on there and I was like okay that's pretty cool but then Emudeck came out and I installed that and it was very easy like it was I was very hands off I didn't have a whole lot to do there were a couple of times where I had to hit yes on the keyboard or something, um, and then. Retro Deck came out, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to try that because I, you know, I do the show. I want to try both things." So I deleted my Emu Deck installation stuff. I installed Retro Deck, which honestly wouldn't have been a big deal, but I had already scraped all my games, so that meant I had to scrape all my games again. 
So I scraped them all again and I had retro deck and it it's fine. It runs really good. I don't, I, there's definitely reasons to use MU deck and reasons to do retro deck, but then MU deck 2.0 came out and I decided, all right, I'm going to delete all my retro deck stuff and see this and see if this is better. And man, did they make this a whole lot easier. Hey, are you an em- uh, an emulation guy? Do you do much of that? Oh, yeah. That was like the number one thing I was excited about. Like, I pretend to be an emulation person. I get real excited about it. I play each game for about four <laughs> minutes, and then I just go, that was neat. That's that's all of us. All right. There's <laughs> all most, people, most people do it like that. Don't, and everybody else, don't pretend. We know yeah. you play a game, then you try another game, then you try another game. You don't sit there and play them for most of the time for long periods of time. Very few of the I will games. Tell you, I will tell you this. I did put the Switch emulator on there, and I did put my copy of Metro Dread, which I do own, on the Switch, on that the Steam Deck. Amazing. It's the best game in the world. And I was like, I haven't played this in a year. Let me try it again. Played flawlessly on the Steam Deck. I beat the whole game again. Because oh, uh, nice. it's just that good, and the emulation was spot on fantastic. Yeah, that game is... Yeah. There are a lot of really good games that came out that year. That was definitely near the top, maybe at mm-hmm. the very top. It was so good. If you have not played Metroid Dread, you got to pick it up uh, on Switch. It's just fantastic. Um, people yeah. in ch- uh, in chat, like Daniel Brennan, uh, they said, Emu Deck is cool, but Battlesera is already better, and it is in beta. The advantage uh, to Emu Deck is that you are in SteamOS mode when you use it for pure emulation, fun Battlesera is better. So for those of you that are wondering, what's he talking about? Battlesera is another operating system, essentially. And so if you want to do that, then you you dual boot over to, I, I think I'm saying it right, Battlesera. That's order what to, I say. Yeah, in order to play your emulation stuff. And then you boot back to SteamOS to play your other stuff. I don't want to have to deal with dual booting, so I'm not going to bother with that. But I can appreciate that it's probably a better um emulation experience because it's singularly focused on just that experience so i run it on a raspberry pi for my son and it works really well i love batacera i like it better i think better than retro pi uh when they're running it on a raspberry pi it's a little better out of the box uh in my experience but they're always racing each other so i could say that now and then the other one be you know better but yeah yeah, i emu deck on the deck makes the most sense and it's the easiest it's definitely easy. It's it's ridiculous. It's all there's a whole new GUI that takes you step by step through the process. And it's like, do you want to have these filters on? Do you want to have it widescreen? Do you want and you just click yes, no as you go through, and then when you're done, you click the button. The script runs. It installs all the emulators, and then it uh, configures all the emulators. And then all you have to do is go and find your BIOS and your ROMs, which you can find, you know, by legally taking your cartridges and then pulling the information from those cartridges i will say that i am a fan of retropie i've got a retropie on my arcade which you can just barely see out of frame over here and then i have another one that's like on the shelf over here that i would like hook up to tvs and stuff but um i don't know if i'm gonna use i mean obviously my arcade because it's an arcade like it's an arcade cabinet but I don't know if I'm going to use anything other than my Steam Deck for emulation and my arcade ever again because it's just yeah. it's just an amazing experience uh, playing those old games on the Steam Deck. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah, and they just added support for Scum VM as well. So for us <laughs> point and clickers, yes, uh, it's there. So I'm going to get my hands on that, and I'll I'll maybe swing back by and tell you guys in the Discord what it's like. Very good. And uh, they also have backup for cloud saves on there as well. So That's, something else to keep yeah. in mind. Uh, and they said that they're eventually going to work on making it so that um, it's not just backup cloud saves. You will be able to do it from multiple devices and sync your cloud, your your save games between those devices, which is just crazy. Like, that's very <laughs> cool. I could, I could play Ms. Pac-Man on my arcade get my high score and then be able to be like, Hey, look at my high score on my, <laughs> on my steam deck to, to the person who wouldn't care. 
Uh, anyway. Yeah, and then the purists are like, you didn't do that on a, a standard arcade <laughs> machine with no mods, so... That's true. Go yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to lightning around the rest of these because we're going a little bit sure. long, but that's what happens when you yeah. got multiple people on the show, and it also makes my life easier uh, having Steven here, so thank you, Steven. Uh, anytime. All right. Uh, updated Steam mobile app is now available. Uh, last time I talked about it being in beta, well, it's no longer a release candidate. It is now out, and for those of you... Boy, I almost feel like Valve did this on purpose. Um, right after this came out, my Steam Deck, I installed the software and it rebooted back to, um, it was like it made me log back in. But I mm-hmm. happened to have the beta. I had the beta on my phone. And so I was like, hey, QR code, zap, log right in, super easy. I was so happy that that worked the way it did. It's just like when you sign in on Discord, uh, to a new device you could just oh. use your qr code and log in it's fantastic and um being able to do that with my steam deck and not having to type my really long and complicated password on my screen uh is so much better so uh have you upgraded to the newest app i did i did i finally moved away from send me a text with the code or send me an email with the code back to steam guard and qr codes and all that fun stuff i i love it i feel like valve just laid dormant with you know doing (laughs) steam stuff for like three years and now they're just like oh by the way we fixed everything and everything is great and you love us uh even though half-life 3 is still not out uh forget that and let's just go with all the cool stuff we're doing it's (laughs) amazing it just blows my mind how quickly they're moving. It's just like they either woke up, unblocked. I don't know what it is. Uh, they, the technology caught up with their dreams. It's hard to say, but I'm really impressed with them overall as a company with yeah. all these little tweaks and updates. And they are they are moving really fast. Uh, the last thing that yeah. I'll talk about, and this will be very quick, is that they tweeted this out. Hello. A quick note from folks who are running Windows on Steam Deck. The team has chased down the Windows 11 crashing issue, and we've updated the audio driver to address the bug. You can find the updated driver uh, here with more information. I mean, look, well, nobody else would do that. Nobody would say, "Hey, why? we've got our own we've got our own our own opposite uh, operating system." But hey, we're going to support a different yeah. operating system that we don't make any money on. Well, they do, but you know what I mean. Why? Why <clears throat> would you approve that as a PM? Like your project manager? Like I want to fix a Windows audio issue. Do we ship that? No, <laughs> you know, but I want to fix it anyway and get the approval. It's like when Apple had the, you know, boot camp when they first right. went to Intel processors and they just like, yes, Windows works, but then it, they just let it die. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, it works now, but we've got no guarantees we're going to make it work later. This valve is just blowing my mind with just, oh, this makes users happy. Let's keep them happy. So they keep giving us money. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of happy people, there are 320 of you here in chat, and uh, let's see how many people voted in the poll. Uh, again, this poll was, could you use the Steam Deck as your couch console? We got almost 500 votes, and 75% of you said yes, 25% of you said no. If you're watching this after the show, leave a comment down below. Let us know what you think. Do you think you could use the Steam Deck to replace your couch based console Uh, i'm very curious what you all think anyway thank you very much Stephen, for joining me on the show uh you sir are fantastic please let people know one more time where they can find your stuff yeah swing over to legionofdorks.com for the links to all our stuff uh if you want to see something soon uh tonight at 9 p.m we're going to be recording those were the days our retro tv podcast over at twitch.tv slash two dorks tv and follow me, Steve H and H on Twitter. Would love to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you, Stephen, for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. That's Thank it you. for this episode of On Deck. I hope that you all have a fantastic day, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.